It is another beautiful day. At least I hope it is for you. A very good morning wherever you are listening this post. I am Pastor Ken Richards, and this is part seven of our ongoing prophecy series, which we began by exploring the basic prophecy of the second chapter of the book of Daniel. The topic of today's installment is Finally, God Steps In. We begin by recapping a little from last week so as to reestablish context as to where we are. Now, we've seen that the magnificent image seen by Nebuchadnezzar, the ancient king of Babylon, in a dream and revealed and interpreted by the young prophet Daniel was a timeline of history. And this amazing timeline spanned the period from the time of Babylon through successive kingdoms that would follow down to the end of time. And we have seen that the then ruling empire of Babylon eventually passed off the scene of action being succeeded by the Medes and the Persians, later known as the Persian Empire. And we also saw that after being the dominant kingdom in the world for 207 years, the Persian Empire itself was overthrown by the Greeks, who became the new world power, lasting for 163 years. Then the Greeks were conquered by the Romans, who lasted for 644 years, which even included the period that Jesus Christ was born and lived on earth. The civil Roman power, governed by the Caesars of Rome, symbolized on the image as the legs of iron, would eventually be succeeded by the religious aspect of the Roman Empire a church system dressed up and claiming to be the religion of Jesus Christ, while still carrying forward the Roman, pagan, anti-Christian system of worship, but garbed as Christianity. We also mentioned that this too would become a formidable power by working behind the scenes and controlling governments and even influencing the public policy of nations. Most people don't realize this. But this phase of history, which officially began in 538 AD, is symbolized by the feet and toes of iron and clay, and indeed it represents the time in which we are living today, dear friends. It is evident, then, that the religious phase of the Roman Empire, the iron mixed with clay, has lasted almost 1,500 years, thus far, from 538 to the present, 2021. And the Bible has revealed many important developments which would take place during this final phase, most of which have already taken place. And this gives utmost certainty then that the remaining events under the phase of iron and clay will also be fulfilled as given in Scripture. It thus becomes important, dear listener, that we seek to find out what did Scripture say that this power, the Roman religious system, would do to find out what has already been fulfilled and thereby know what else is to come. Understand, dear friends, that when God reveals a prophetic timeline in step-by-step -step sequence down through the ages, leading right up to the time of His coming and the establishment of His everlasting kingdom, it means that this is something we urgently need to understand, especially those of us living in these times. No, this is very important for a number of reasons. Number one, as you look at history and see that everything is being fulfilled exactly as God said it would, it confirms your faith in the certainty of God's word. 
you realize that God is indeed the only true God who knows the end from the beginning and that you can trust his word. It causes you to see that these writings didn't just come from man, but that there is a divine hand behind it all. Number two, it makes you convinced also that everything concerning the future, the rest of what is to happen during this period of iron and clay in which we live, will be fulfilled exactly as God says it will also. And realizing where we are in time and what is coming, this places you in a position where you can make appropriate preparations for what is up ahead. Now, picking up in Daniel chapter 2, the prophet continues his interpretation down to the feet and toes of iron and clay. From verse 32 onwards, this image's head was of fine gold his chest and arms of silver, his belly and his thighs of brass, his legs of iron, his feet part of iron and part of clay. You saw till that a stone was cut out without hands, which struck the image on his feet that were of iron and clay, and broke them to pieces. Then the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver and the gold were broken in pieces together and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors, that means like dust, and the wind carried them away, that no place was found for them. And the stone that smote the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. Daniel 2, 32-35 Something happens that smashes all earthly governments to pieces, bringing them to a sudden end. Notice that the whole image representing all world powers totally disintegrates and comes to its end. And that stone which smashes them to dust spreads and takes over the whole earth. And notice also that this stone hits the image not on its head, its chest or anywhere else, but instead it strikes the image in the feet and toes of iron and clay. In other words, in that part which symbolizes the period of history in which we are now living, dear friends. This tells us that whatever this means, it is something that is bound to happen sometime in the not-too-distant future. Now verse 43, Daniel 2.43 And whereas you saw iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. Notice, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, the so-called religious ones with the secular ones, the fallen churches with the political systems. And let me say, dear friends, notice that I said fallen churches, plural, not just the Roman church system, no. This is because as we approach towards the end of the iron and clay period, the churches of Christianity that once called themselves Protestant out of fear and not wanting to lose their churches, will unite with the Roman Church in its agenda for control, in setting up a one-world religious system. And that is why for quite a number of years now, there have been regularly held what are called ecumenical conferences, a coming together of churches in which the leadership of all major Christian churches and denominations and their representatives have been meeting together with the heads of the Roman Church at the Vatican and other designated cities around the world for briefings. 
when you consider that hardly any two of these organizations believe the same thing on many of the most important doctrines in the Bible, this can only be a formula for corruption and confusion. Then there is also what is called the interfaith movement. And likewise, under this banner, all world religions, including Christianity, are coming together. But ask any Hindu, and he or she will tell you that in Hinduism, they have 330 million different gods. Ask a Muslim, and after he denigrates and undermines Jesus Christ, he will also let you know that Muhammad is the prophet of his God, who goes by the name of Allah. Ask a Buddhist, and he will tell you that in his religion, you can get to higher stages called nirvana until you become God. And then there are the Jainists and the Confucianists and many other lesser-known names of different religious groups who worship everything from the devil himself to trees to animals and even the earth. And all the heads of these religious groupings are also meeting together with the heads of the mainstream denomination of the Christian churches under the auspices of the Roman Church, under what is known as the Interfaith Conferences. This, dear friend, most people don't know about, but this is creating a Babylon of confusion because as the scripture asks, can two walk together unless they be agreed? Amos chapter 3 and verse 3. The obvious implication then is that at some level, there is some agreement being formed between them. The scriptures also tell us that God is not the author of confusion. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 33. The Bible tells us that as we approach the end of earth's history, Satan will intensify his attacks against everything that is claiming the name of Christ. Churches that people have long looked to for guidance will become fallen. Deals have already been made and even are right now being made at the highest levels in religion that the regular church goers are not even aware of. And at the highest levels also, many major church organizations have been infiltrated by the emissaries of Rome, who hold certain key positions of authority in these systems, while the regular members are totally in the dark to what is happening. But because things seem to continue as they always have been, the regular people do not know what is being put in place and what is to come. Many very popular doctrines that are taught in churches and which many believe and hold onto as if for dear life, have been originated with the agents of the Roman religious system, agents who have been trained to create and filter these teachings into the Christian churches for the purpose of corrupting and hiding certain crucial truths of the Bible which they need to know. And we will identify some of these teachings in a later study. But millions of people blindly accept these things because they hear them from some religious authority figure, when instead they should be searching the scriptures prayerfully and diligently for themselves, like the Bereans in the days of the Apostle Paul, so that the Spirit of God can confirm the truth of God to their mind. The Apostle Paul even commended the Bereans for going back and checking out what he was teaching them. And we should be no different today. Because anything that is truth should be able to stand up to investigation and scrutiny. Yet very stealthily, the plan of the enemy is moving forward. 
and few except those who are diligently following these things are really aware of what is happening. Things are rapidly yet quietly moving towards a one-world religious system of control. And by the way, this does not mean that all churches and world religions will come under one name. No. They will be allowed to operate and to maintain their distinct names and their distinct identities on condition that they submit to a certain control as long as they take their orders from one centralized system of control which has its headquarters in the Vatican, in Rome. Remember, dear friends, we are in that phase of iron and clay. And by the way, this is already in place, and some who are part of this don't even realize what they are involved in. The regular people are not supposed to know these things, so that they can continue to be naive, believing that all is well, and continue to be led towards the precipice, a reality that will be most shocking when they finally wake up, too late. Remember again, dear friends, Daniel 2.43 and whereas you saw iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave together, even as iron is not mixed with clay. They, the religious element, shall mingle with the seed of men, the secular, the political element, and this will be shown in more detail in later studies. But while this ungodly union is taking place among the churches, there is also a rapid movement towards the establishment of a one-world government and a new world economic order. And this is being orchestrated through the United Nations, which was actually established years ago for that very purpose. This, dear friends, will be a new global economic system of control, which will allow for the carrying out of the no-buying or selling, which we are told about in Revelation chapter 13. And this will be imposed upon all those who still choose to remain faithful to God when religious mandates are imposed upon the people of the world under the developing system of spiritual Babylon. In other words, when religion and politics are fully united. Notice Revelation 13, 16 and 17. And he caused all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell except those that have the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. So the scriptures inform us that what is up ahead will also involve economic sanctions imposed against all who will not go along with whatever agenda will be enforced by the powers that be in regards to a type of worship none will be allowed to participate in the commerce of the nations to buy or sell. In other words, it will be an attempt to starve you into submission. And just like the churches, under the coming one-world governmental system, the nations too will still maintain their individual names and identity, yet while being under a centralized system of global control from which they themselves must take their orders. Even already, most heads of government, presidents, prime ministers and such are really just puppets taking orders. Just as in the days of ancient Babylon when other kings and heads of sovereign nations had to bow down to King Nebuchadnezzar. Which if they don't, they are removed from office and replaced by an obedient puppet. 
or their country's economies are destroyed and hunger and starvation are brought upon the people. And what has happened in Venezuela is only one of many examples of this in modern times. But dear friends, this system of global control will come to pass, but it will not last. The union of iron with clay is an unnatural union, even as the scripture states that they shall not cleave together because iron is not mixed with clay. In other words, it will be implemented, yes, and it will mature to a certain point, yes, but then it will collapse and be brought to its sudden end. The prophet tells us that a stone cut out without hands, meaning that it is a work of God, a divine work, it will strike the image, the system of world governments, in the feet of iron and clay. This means that in that period of time to which we have come, a time during which Satan is deviously uniting religion and politics for his final onslaught upon the earth, yes, dear friends, in this time, as these plans come to fulfillment, then God will step in. The next two verses tell us what this stone represents. Daniel 2, 44 and 45. And in the days of these kings, the God of heaven shall set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall crush and destroy all these kingdoms and it shall stand forever. Because you saw that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it crushed the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold, the great God has made known what shall occur after this. And the dream is certain, and its interpretation is sure. End of quote. So yes, dear listener, all earthly kingdoms will be ended when God intervenes and sets up his everlasting kingdom. When the prophet wrote these words, nations were not ruled by presidents and prime ministers, but by kings. And so even though writing about things in the future, he used the language of his time. And notice who the prophet tells us that God's everlasting kingdom is set up for. Daniel 7 and verse 27. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. So yes, dear friends, there is good news for those who remain faithful to God in these times of widespread apostasy coming upon the world. Evil angels, in confederacy with men, have carefully laid their plans. And we will go into this in more detail in the future, where these plans were laid, when, what were the points that were decided upon. That's future, sometime in the future. But understand that this confederacy of evil is developing and they are now even putting in place systems of control over the masses of the peoples of the world. The devil's only purpose is to deceive, to confuse and destroy souls so that as many as he can get will end up in the same destiny with him. As a result, he will work through the powers that be to bring chaos calamities, deceptions, and destruction upon the earth. There will be oppressive laws to force the conscience into false worship. And other things too, which we cannot now touch on, 
But speaking of the end times, the same prophet Daniel tells us that there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation. Daniel chapter 12 and verse 1. Many people can't wait for things to return to normal like we had it two or three years ago, but it will not. We have to now set our affections on things above, not on the things of this world. Things may at times seem to be getting better, but only as a pause for something bigger to follow. As time progresses, things will intensify, dear friends. This is Satan's last desperate struggle, which he is positioning himself to engulf the whole world in. The Bible says, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth, for the devil has come down having great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. Revelation chapter 12 and verse 12. But dear friends, God is able to keep you and will keep all who are faithful to him through the challenges up ahead. As you go through each day contemplating these things, God will grant you a clearer understanding of them to strengthen and confirm your faith. So keep your head up and rest in the assurance that though we might have to face trying times up ahead, God will eventually step in and set up his everlasting kingdom. And this kingdom and the glory of it all will be given to the saints of the Most High, to those who remain faithful to him. As the powers of the world unite themselves in a confederacy of evil, our only security is in uniting ourselves with Jesus Christ in a personal, close relationship of faith and trust in him. His love for you, dear friend, will strengthen you to endure any challenge up ahead. He can fill your heart with his peace and his joy, even in the midst of the storm. So be encouraged, be strengthened, and God bless you all. Have a wonderful day.